Are you an entrepreneur looking to have your business grow with a little help from the internet? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Harness the Web with your host, Steve Pack. Hey, everyone. It's Steve Peck here at Harness the Web, and I'm here today with Mike Sorg, who hosts engineers, posts, and or advises on a minimum of 12 podcasts for his own network and clients every week in the fields of technology, entertainment, healthcare, and more. Mike, thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So um, did I leave anything out? Uh, well, that, that's the super short version of everything I do. It would, it would take the rest of your podcast to get into all that. Yeah. So I'm going to say, just because you, know, you and I have talked in the past, um, just to give people a little bit of context, how long have you been podcasting? Uh, podcasting, I'm actually going to be celebrating my 10th anniversary of podcasting here in January, but it's a little bit of a misnomer because that my podcasting actually was converted from streaming radio I was doing out of my home in uh, uh, via Shoutcast server. That's wild, and I, that's I can't wild. even remember when I started that. So that's that's awesome. That's very awesome. And you're from uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, right? Right, right, right. So you're actually a neighbor of mine, which I find it's fascinating. You know, I always find it fascinating when I meet people in Pittsburgh who, who are up to stuff and are doing things. And it's like, wow, <clears throat> I thought Pittsburgh was a much smaller place where like you knew everybody who was doing things. And then I always meet somebody new that it's like, wow, it's amazing. It's so. very interesting because um, there's these like, you know, we, we've been doing Pi Camp Pittsburgh also for, we just had our 10th iteration. I've been co-organizing since probably like the third one probably. And uh, it, it's interesting because it's like, there's all these people creating in this space here and we do this big thing, and 100, 200 people show up to these things uh, from year to year. And, and then we, we've all become friends and, and, and colleagues and creators. And then there's this whole other circle of podcasters and our stuff that just we don't even know about in this city. And, and I think there's just these, like, these fishbowl bubbles that happen, and we don't know who's happening, what's happening like a block away that could be really awesome. And it's very weird how that happens around here. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about Podcast. It's Podcamp Pittsburgh. Yes, uh, Podcamp Pittsburgh is an unconference uh, that's held every year. It's actually started. Uh, actually, it started. Podcamp was started in Boston by I believe Chris Brogan and Chris Penn, if I have the names right there. I always forget the second person on these. Uh, and then Justin Kanaki, a, a coworker of mine at, at the time, uh, came back from it and says, "I'm going to bring Podcamp to Pittsburgh." And we were actually the first kind of spinoff, um, spinoff Podcamp out of that. And there were lots of them for years. And it really, uh, it's really kind of died down. There's not quite as many of them. We're one of the, uh, I guess, few surviving uh, of them, longest running of them. Uh, so much so that uh, Chris Brogan actually did visit us again. He used to come to all the early ones, of course. Uh, and, uh, and and it's been really cool. Now, it's uh, basically, uh, it tries to be a loose format and unconference, like they said, say, kind of more based on the, the bar camp thing. Uh, but we've kind of molded it a bit over the years. So we have several tracks of, uh, of, of discussions, and anybody can sign up and say, I want to talk about Skype. I want to talk about YouTube. I want to talk about Twitter. And uh, we try to get that organized, and we like to have some breakout sessions. So if there's any ideas, like we had a couple open slots, so I'm like, hey, nobody's talking about Periscope. Periscope's kind of a big deal this year. Let's, uh, so I just wrote in, and, and, and uh, we did uh, something on Periscope. You know, uh, and did you do that or did someone else? Uh, I did that. And then we were actually out of rooms and somebody wanted to do another breakout on uh, on further talk about podcasting. And they just held it in the lobby. And uh, it's, it's up there. I think they periscope the entire thing as well. And uh, I think we linked the video uh, over on podcastpittsburgh.com. And, and I'm really uh, my my side of my co-organization side of things. Uh, I try to make sure everything's filmed. 
And, uh, you know, I, I try to put a camera in every room and make sure we're Google Hangouting everything, uh, which has become so that's that has become so much easier over the years as, as, as those tools kind of rise up. So you can actually go to Pittsburgh or podcampittsburgh.com and uh, the YouTube channel has a lot of the sessions from the past years. And uh, I have not been able to get around to grabbing the good footage from my cameras yet. Just just time restraints. Uh, you know, this is not a paid thing. It's something we do for free. Uh, all volunteer based, uh, but all of the original Google Hangouts are up there. So if you click on the schedule from this year's event that was back in uh, it was August, I guess, uh, you can uh, for most of the sessions up there, you can actually go back and watch all the sessions up there, uh, and 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 it's like you were there. That's re- that's really cool. I I told you before I found out about PodCamp Pittsburgh like Sunday afternoon, the day it was ending. Um, I was disappointed because I would have. I would have come, but it's, I think that's one of those examples of things happening in Pittsburgh. You just don't even know about it. Right. And we try to get out there and, and we're amazed. Like when we get an email, it's like, I didn't hear about it. And we're just like, well, well, you still follow us, right? <laughs> We've been talking about it for the last three months. Right. And of course you need to do a little bit more than that. And, and, you know, and we, we do everything we can within our, you know, within our, our limited resources and budget for, for this event, because it really is just, you know, us putting it together and, and it still does very well. I think we still had, a uh, hundred and some people uh, again this year. Uh, I don't know final number on that, but uh, but it was really good. And Point Park University is really good with us, um, and I've been really impressed with that that facility down there and the people coming out there and the people that we've worked with both uh, in administration and just you know, the students and everything that have come out of there. It's been pretty amazing. And tell us a little about your presentation. How did it go? The talk you did on on Periscope? And- well, I tend to do too many presentations when it comes to podcast. I'm like, ah, maybe I'll just do one and we'll, uh, you know, then I can just worry about the video stuff and kind of uh, hang out and actually kind of observe and talk with some people and network. That, that never happens. <laughs> uh, so, no, the Periscope one went very well and uh, it was sandwiched in between uh, my, I think, my intro to audio podcasting and uh, then we did a live awesome cast from there as well. And it was very well received, um, you know, kind of exposing, you know, this new technology to, to some people who maybe haven't dived right into it yet. Because Periscope is so young. It started like maybe in March, I think. And it, and already it's just kind of uh, uh, left a big influence. And there's a lot of big brands using it, a lot of big celebrities using it, a lot of people using it all around the world. And, uh, and, it, and I actually brought in my friend uh, Katie. Uh, she's really big. Uh, social media. She's kind of more directly social media than me because I'm more of a video and social media person, I guess. And uh, she's really big on the community and really good at it too. Uh, so uh, we we, we kind of covered a little like the Periscope and the Snapchats kind of bit. And it was funny because we, uh, you know, I kind of threw out this opinion about Snapchat, but I was like, oh, just, you're probably not, gonna, I'm like, listen, you're not going to understand it because you're not, you're not, you know, 14 years old. You know what I mean? Like, like, like it's kind of my take on it. And I was like, just, just toss it to your intern. And she just looks, no, I don't agree with that. <laughs> it was kind of fun. Um, Controversy right at the, right at the start. Exactly. Huh? It's like, oh, we're going to throw down right up here, aren't we? <laughs> but no, it was good. And I love that because, you know, and, and I love stuff like that. Like, I, I hate when people are like, oh, I've been podcasting, tweeting, whatever for years. I don't need to go to something like this because I, what am I going to learn there? And, Really, every year that I've gone, and I say I've been podcasting for 10 years, and I still learn something new. I'm like, oh, I haven't thought about doing it that way. And, and I think when you're creating, uh, you know, producing something, trying to make something, trying to get it out there, using these platforms like this, you really need to get out of your own headspace and talk to other people because there may be just a, a different, like, 
just a different angle on on even how you tweet, I guess, that you didn't think of before. It's like I I, I listened to a session afterwards about this tweet jukebox tweet jukebox tool and I hadn't even known about it or anything and I was a little skeptical at first but then it just like dawned on me oh, I can use that for all this stuff and and I've just been 100% into this tool and using it and trying to mold it to my to to my will here ever since here and and and, and telling about it on my own podcast you know and uh and, and I mean stuff like that or, or just little things about podcasting or little bit things about networking it's it just it's so valuable and and you can find yourself just for the next year, just be like complete shifting uh, how you're going about things. And do you find that you discover tools that just that kind of I'm going to say fundamentally um, change the uh, maybe the workflow of what you do that that takes something that you're you're doing now that might be a little bit of a pain or or um, you know a resource consumer. And just kind of eliminate it or, or make it, you know, trivial. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, uh, mostly I learn about techniques. You know, like little things. Like there was a there's a session a couple of years ago by uh, guys. That, I think they've actually shut down the podcast network by now. But uh, the Audio Shocker guys, and they they finished their presentation, which was really good, uh, really great about you know uh, you know podcasting and 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 you know kind of what it takes to do a good podcast. And then at the end, they're like, we're kind of done. And then I'm sitting in the back, and the the, the, the people from Les Lips and her back there were kind of kind of you know rah rahing this on, and, you know, all right, podcasting, and we're not presenting this. Um, and uh, and they, they dropped this thing about like images in your posts. It's like, hey, make sure you have an image in your post about your podcast. I was like, why would we do that? Uh, yeah, Google likes that; it'll help you. Um, and just like you know, I was talking to somebody just just a little bit ago about that, and it was like that blew my mind. You know, I didn't even think about that. Uh, but you know, that's just that that kind of procedural thing. And now I make sure I try to make sure there's an image in every post that I'm even if I'm posting a YouTube, so it's very visual. I got to put that image in there as well. And it's usually just like you know your cover art, art logo or something like that, um, or a blog post. And you know, visually we 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 put images and blog posts pretty up a little bit, but it also you know, Google knows that looks pretty too, and Google knows that's going to be more, um, uh, more visually appealing to to the person that's going to land on that page. So they're going to bump it up, and uh, they want that. They want them. To, they want their users to ha have a good experience. So they're going to put the best content, the best looking content, um, you know, the, the best done content by their standards, and and you kind of play that game, and and it helps you get out there a bit more. That's it's great. That's a great idea too. Um, I. I think I do it, but now I'm going to pay attention and make sure that I do that all the time. But Mike, let's let's change the gears just a little bit. And <clears throat> you're downtown Pittsburgh. You're you're at the U.S. Steel Building. I'm not even sure it's called that anymore. What's that? No, no, I'm not actually. <laughs> but let's. So we're going to be ten. Oh, okay, right? okay. I, I didn't all see right? the angle. I see. <laughs> no, it's not a problem. So, um, you get in the elevator and you start up, and a person. There's only one other person there, and they say to you. Hey, Mike, what do you do? I have a biggest problem with this. What do I do today? <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'm in the US, U.S. Steel Building, like in the past, and I'm probably a, uh, a videographer uh, helping, helping a big business do uh, some marketing videos. Um, but no, I've been trying to break it down uh, a bit more. So. so I'm a creator, for one thing. Okay. <laughs> um, I usually boil it down to, uh, oh yeah, I make uh, videos and uh, uh, videos and content for online, and I uh, help some people with their social media. 
that's kind of the my compact line that I'm working on lately. And do you do, do like most of your business? Does it come from the video, or does it come someplace else? Or? It's actually lately. I have these sections lately. More of the stuff's been podcasting, helping helping people get podcasts going, and becoming a part of that. Uh, you know, it, it it comes in waves, as you know, right? Uh, so for for me, I actually have like a couple of sections of my business. There's there's the main, you know, kind of we're doing these shows and it's kind of a content network and we're trying to get that up and and kind of have a uh, trying to you know at least pay pay the bills because there's a lot of passion projects in there with with my own podcast. And we have uh, I actually do video production for some pro wrestling groups in the area as well. And, uh, you know, it does OK, you know, and it's, it's, again, kind of a passion play there. But then then uh, we're also spinning up a kind of a services side. It was all kind of meshed together before. And we're kind of going through a rebranding. And the services side, again, you know, we talk to like I'm doing marketing videos. I do. I'm doing uh, the podcast setup for people. I'm helping certain groups with uh, their social media. And we're trying to actually work on a uh, uh, educational component. We have these lunch and learns and webinars that we're uh, uh, getting off the ground here. And we hope to turn that into uh, kind of a, a site with a little bit of content uh, so so people can uh, see these talks and uh, uh, have a nice package uh, with with uh, you know all those all the slides, all the notes and everything, you know more than just us just kind of rolling into uh, the library and, and doing our presentation like we used to. Um, so uh, you know just just kind of a, you know kind of the uh, extended more in-depth version of what we've been doing at Podcamp Pittsburgh. And who like you you say you've been helping a lot of people get their um get podcast up mm-hmm. like tell us about that like who, who what kind of businesses are you helping who's taken interest in it what kind of benefits are they looking for what kind of benefits of benefits have they gotten currently uh the probably the longest running one i've, I've been working with seclair pc out in export pa uh which is really just i, I go out there uh, once a week and uh, really just kind of uh, you know, pound out all the media for them for the week and their social media and, and set that up and uh, sit down with them and kind of say, hey, what's going on? What do you guys want to talk about? And uh, we have a podcast that's been running for, I think this one's been running pretty regularly for two and a half years. Now for them, they're interested in that as more of an educational outreach. They don't really need new clients per se. Um, they're pretty, their talk is pretty full actually. But again, this is kind of outreach and kind of um, visibility was the initial the initial thing um, because he, he used to actually have a TV show locally here in Pittsburgh on PCNC, which is uh, Channel 11's uh, kind of cable component. And uh, it, it just didn't see the uh, value in it for all the money is put in it. So you're really kind of doing a more grassroots version of it. And, and beyond just the, uh, you know, getting the names out there educational side, now when people walk in their door, uh, we they've listened to a podcast, they've seen a video, and they know who their doctor is going in, or or they know a little bit more about a topic that they talked about uh, as part of their groups, as part of their uh, as part of their sessions, and and also getting a lot of attention. And when we do retreats, they're filling the room. Um, they're they're they were at capacity the last two retreats that they do, and these are retreats about you know mindfulness and and laughter and mindfulness was this past one, and I think the one before was about nutrition. Uh, and, and, and it's, it's helping that exposure and it's helping, uh, make sure people are, you know, kind of know more about the place outside from when they show up for their appointment. Right. Um, and then we got another one we're starting again, kind of along the mindfulness side. Uh, I got actually going to be starting up a practice here and it wanted kind of a, kind of wanted a, his, his brand out there a little bit in advance. Uh, fishing without bait is his, uh, <laughs> because for, I like because that. for a mindful experience, <laughs> Try fishing without bait, 
is the line. And uh, we've had a lot of fun with that. And we're currently in the process of spinning that up and, uh, and, and getting that where it needs to be uh, as he uh, works on the other side of his business. And I got some other ones that are kind of pending that, uh, that, that we're kind of working on. And, uh, and I'm really excited and hope we'll be able to talk about them when they get out too. So. That's great. Um, when you were talking about the doctors, one of the things that struck me is how, how something like a, you know, a, a group of doctors can take the technology that exists today and really make themselves, um, more dimensional. Like they can add a, another whole dimension to their practice, like who they are. So dimension to the experience, I guess. Yeah. I think that's super important these days. Cause I mean, we've all had that, you know, you know going to our primary care physician or something and, and it's just like, you know, rolls in, right? How's it going? How you feeling? What you taking? Anything's wrong? You know, like, like that's it. Like, boom, boom, boom. He's got to get to the next one. Right. Um, and geez, even, even if I go to freaking med express, there's a little more personable, you know? And that's like, that's yeah. like the Mick hospital, isn't it? Uh, and, and I've had a great experience every time I've gone there versus I'd rather go there than my primary care doctor. Be like, listen, I, I don't want to freaking wait for this guy. I got this thing going on. You tell me what the heck's going on here, you know? And they, and they take care of you. And, and I think it might be a little more out of pocket if you do that. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's a great experience, but no, exactly. And I think especially something like this where, um, where, you know, th we're talking about counseling and depression and, 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 and addiction, uh, uh, you know, kind of services. And you gotta, you gotta definitely, I mean, that's really dependent on trust. You know, uh, if you really, you're there in the first place, ho hopefully you're there because you realize you need help or maybe somebody's making you do it. I don't, you know, I don't know the, that whole side of the process, but if it's something more to make you, you know, it's not just like, this is the guy I go to and I have no idea about him other than that hour I spend with him. Right. And, uh, you know, having that, like, you know, especially Dr. Chaudhry out there is as he's such a calming, uh, personality too. Right. Um, he's, uh, it, 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 he's, a uh, he's got that calming voice and he's got that Pakistani accent, you know, it, it, it's not, there's nothing real sharp about it, you know, uh, and, and it really kind of comes off uh, really nice. It's really good to put that, you know, put that out there and be like, Oh, okay, this is who I'm dealing with, you know? And again, with the, the rest of their staff that that's involved in there, I'm trying to get the one, the one lady who uh, she's, she's the grandmother of the group. And, uh, and I'm just like, I'm just like, we need to get you on video. We need to share, you know, your, your grandmotherly wisdom with everybody more, you know, I think everybody will really, really kind of, uh, latch onto that a bit. And a few times I do, they do, they do. So. That's incredible. Really. Um, Mike, tell us, how did you first get involved in all this? Like what, what was it that you found interesting or when was it? Uh, well, I was doing the podcasting alongside my uh, day job at the time, which was a, a video video editing for uh, some safety training. And I just really needed a, it was great. I was, I loved what I was doing, but I didn't enjoy not just the subject matter, but you know, some of them, some of the, not the methods, but just, I, I just like, I got to do more than this, you know? Uh, and, and, I had been doing the podcasting, so that was my creative release, and then that spun out from other musical and community endeavors that I had been doing. Uh, so I actually been doing community since about 2001. I had a website that was a uh, a, uh, a, a fan site for a certain uh, uh, face painted uh, a group uh, that throws soda into the crowd. I'll just leave it at that. And uh, a lot of things kind of spun out of that. And then at a certain point, when I was just kind of a, you know had my frustrations. I was past a client in, in probably around 2007. 
And I was like, okay, I can do this. Okay, we can build this up. Okay, we can find out a little bit more. Um, and, and, and getting involved with the teaching with PodCamp Pittsburgh. And then to the finally, I had the right, uh, you know, probably I need a little bit more saved up and everything, but I, I had the right combination of extra clients and the right opportunities coming up. I decided to leave my job in, in uh, early 2011. I think I officially left. Uh, thankfully, I mean, they were really good. They knew I didn't want to be there anymore. They let me go part time <laughs> to, to uh, get this other job going. And uh, and finally, something else came up and I got the sever ties. And it was uh, it was pretty cool to be able to kind of walk away on my own terms. So um, but yeah, it's just I, I've had I'm always looking forward to the next big thing. Uh, you know, it used to be just I followed technology, which became the Internet. I mean, I was geez, eating up everything I could about the Internet in like 1996 before I even had a modem. Right. Because there was like TV programs on, on sci fi networks, like the CNET programs. And um, and it just it just completely rolled into things. Like I said, I was doing a shoutcast server with, you know, online radio and 15 people could listen to me because that's all my uh, my uh, cable bandwidth upload would, would stand at the time. And then podcasting came up and I was just like, well, that's the that's the next thing. And we're going to go there. And the social media just kind of happened naturally as a, well, I got to promote my podcast, you know, and, uh, and that turned into, uh, okay, but I can help you do your stuff here, you know, um, and it's, uh, it's just kind of all one thing began another and, and, uh, but really everything came from opportunities because I was a guy with a podcast about pro wrestling <laughs> and I talked about it and, and everybody was like, cool, do you want to do this thing over here? I'm like, yeah, I'd love to do that thing over there. So That's awesome. That's really awesome. <clears throat> Excuse me. The, um, you know, technology is awesome, Mike, and just in general, the, the kinds of things that allows us to do today that we couldn't do yesterday or we couldn't do five or 10 years ago. But tell us a story about a, a time when harnessing all of this great stuff didn't work quite as well as it should have for you. <laughs> Sometimes you have to experiment with these technologies and you're working with a client and uh, and maybe the maybe the technology is not ready yet. <laughs> there is, but but I think uh, you know when we talk about being successful, uh, there's a lot of oh you need to you need to fail a lot in order to make it right. You need to fail in public a lot. Like man, I'm on a podcast every week and I make sure it gets out and I fail in public, right? And uh, and and one time early on we were uh, doing a live event at the Hard Rock for um, for a, for a group. And uh, it was supposed to be this kind of international thing. They just wanted a live stream. And it was just like, here, you know, hire me to do this. I'll bring my equipment where we'll use. You know, well, at the time, it was Google Hangouts, right? And it was kind of sketchy. <laughs> it was a little bit, it was a little bit of the technology. It was a little bit of, we had tested, uh, we had tested the internet there at Hard, at hard Rock. Uh, but the little bit of like, great, this works now at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday, but now it's, you know, uh, Thursday night, Friday night, everybody's in there. And uh, I think they were using a bit more Internet than we expected. And uh, it was uh, it was problematic. It was very problematic. And uh, connecting with other people, you know, because we, we were trying to bring people in uh, to to kind of introduce videos and, and do this whole whole kind of back and forth thing. And, and, and it, I don't say it fell apart, but it got awkward for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and and very much uh but you know there's only so much you can do there needs to be a little bit of a hey this all could break and fail at any point 
kind of rider in any in any uh, setup you do for something like that, you know, uh, beyond your control because, hey, it's the Internet or Google decided to do a maintenance that night and didn't tell anybody. Right. Uh, <laughs> which has happened to me. Uh, so, I mean, I think that's that's definitely uh, one of those cases. I mean, you have to be ready. For, you have to, people work around technology and they say, well, this isn't doing what it's promised. It's like, well, this technology is made by a person. Uh, therefore, it's as, as fallible as the rest of us. And uh, sometimes uh, maybe you found that thing, you know, that 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 broke or it's not working out for you today. It's like, OK, step back, you know, and say, OK, why is this working? How can I work around it? Right. Um, <laughs> we had the power go out. While I had, uh, um, I was, I was trying to do a ladies of awesome cast. I'm just like, I, I just, I, it's like to ha- make sure, you know, it's not just like a bunch of white dudes talking about technology and pro wrestling. So I try to mix it up a little bit. So I was like, let's just get a bunch of our friends our our wives or whatever in here. And let's have them talk about all these topics. Right. And then the power went out and then I'm recording the entire show on my iPhone because <laughs> I'm like, well, I have you guys here and the power's still out. So let's, uh, Let's just do this. And, uh, and, and, and we just dealt with it and I put a funny graphic, a technical difficulty graphic on the video version. And that was it. You know, we rolled with it. You, st- you still got something out. You still produce something. You're not just like, well, I guess that didn't work. And you're sitting on your hands. And I think that's very important. I think that's an attitude you need to get around to, to you know, that I'm not going to let anything get in my way of, of getting to that next level and, and producing this thing. So what's a piece of advice that you could give someone who's they're just thinking of of getting started um they know that they they want to you know they want to jump into the internet they're a little scared maybe um you know what's something that you would suggest for them just to get started uh, you say about getting into the internet like promoting something or creating something on the internet um let's say creating something if you're creating something man don't one, you gotta, you gotta be. Don't let anything get in your way. When I started the podcast, uh, I, I, I determined that I knew I had to do it every week, right? I'm like, this has to be consistent so people can know it's there. And, and, and this is saying if it's something that's like a weekly, regular thing. And I determined, uh, yeah, Tuesday night, I'm going to do this for however long it takes me, and I'm going to be tired on Wednesday morning. I've been tired Wednesday morning at work ever since 2006, uh, and and I didn't leave there until you know 2011. You know, and uh, I think he uh, something's got to click in your head to say, no, I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna fail a lot, and it is kind of scaring me that I'm putting myself out there, uh, but uh, but you know, get to the point where you run towards your your fear. Um, if, if something feels uncomfortable and, and scary, but it's something bigger than what you're doing now, you got to turn that lizard brain part of your head off and say, oh, that's a sign I'm doing the right thing. Or that's a sign I'm doing something that could be exciting and scary and new and a potentially an opportunity. Nice. That's, I think that's really good advice. I think I that's matched great. up about three books that I read there. That's good. That's really good. <laughs> uh, Mike, what's one of your favorite tools um, on the net? And how do you use it? Uh, I live in TweetDeck. Like, I very much, I pretty much live in TweetDeck. It's, I have a tab open. It's open. Um, I, I, I don't know. I love the command center nature of it. I have, not my clients in this one, but I have, like, all of my properties in there that are, like, extensions of me. So, like, the podcasts are, like, my, my you know, 
my, uh, you know, interests, you know, the, the wrestling, the technology ones. And so I can, I, I like being responsive to it, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and, and I like that I'm able to follow conversations in a, a very visual style, I'm a very visual person. That's why, I mean, I could have definitely done uh, coding. I'd had the aptitude for it, but I just thought it was very boring, uh, to be honest. Uh, so I, I need that visual stuff to happen. Um, that, that's the biggest thing, probably. Okay. That's good. I, you know, and it's been a long time since I've been in TweetDeck. Maybe I'm going to get it back in and, and see what's, uh, see what's changed. It's nice for the casual. <laughs> I know it doesn't seem like a casual tool, does it? But there's a lot more complicated ones. Uh, cause like I also have Hootsuite. Hootsuite is how I manage all my client accounts just because I have everything in one place. Right. And, uh, even I'm breaking that off a little bit when I start using Tweet Jukebox, right. And it's got a great scheduler. It's a visual scheduler where I see the calendar or the week and where they are time on there. If there's something I need to do. Uh, but, uh, but again, like TweetDeck is, uh, more responsive. Um, like, you know, I'm seeing the, t I have it up in front of me as, as we're going here actually. Uh, and, and I see like the activity feeds going and, and, and everything. And I have my, my, my direct messages up and it's just like, uh, you know, I feel like I'm kind of can, uh, arrange things and be part of the pulse of it. Uh, I actually have it set up. So I just slide down the tweet deck and like, there's like a three or four columns set up for all the wrestling stuff. So I went, when I sit there on Monday night, raw watching Monday night raw, and I want to be part of the conversation uh, as, as the wrestling mayhem show, uh, I can just set that up in front of me and I can see what's going on and I could go, you know, and just plug things away and, and, and talk with people and, and, and put my thoughts out there. And, and, and be a part of that. You know, same if it's a, an Apple event. I have a couple columns for AwesomeCast. So we just slide down there, and there we go. That's cool. That's very cool. Can you, can you give us all um, maybe a success tip that, that we could – something we could implement today before we go to bed? Something you can implement today before you go to bed. Um, biggest thing for me, because I'm very scatterbrained. Like I said, I want to – I want to do everything, man. I want to do everything. And, 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 and I was uh, definitely forgetting things a lot. And I think, um, and I, I don't know, probably people have already suggested this on here because it's a very common one. Uh, get in, get, getting things done. I snagged the audio book, uh, so I really need to listen back to it again and write things down, but I picked up some stuff from it. Uh, but but get, a, get a task list. Get that stuff out of your head. That's the biggest takeaway from that book. Um, I use rememberthemilk.com for mine, or even if you're just using the to-do list in, 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 in your iPhone or your uh, Google or, or something like that. You just need to get all the things you need done out of your head, all the to-dos, all the chores. You just say, okay, it's there. And then that makes room in your head for all the other things that it needs to do, right? And you feel yeah. the weight off of your shoulders when it's like, boom, it's right there. And then there's other kind of grand tips about managing that and, and everything. And you can look for podcasts about getting things done, you know, and primers. And what does it mean to keep doing this? And as a long process, you know, and, but, but right now, just, just get those things out of your head onto a list. However, you, however you're going to use it, I'm going to check into this thing every day. And that's where my list is, you know, maybe at the beginning of the day or whatever the case may be. And that's David Allen who wrote that. Yes, right? David Allen. Great. That is a good book. I, I uh, when I use it, it really works. I, I did a lot of reading and podcast listening when I was like, I, I'm going to make something cool. So I, I hit up the David Allen. I read the uh, Never Eat Alone, uh, all audiobooks, by the way. Uh, Vaynerchuk's Crush It, uh, Lynchpin with Seth Godin. I think I, I, I listened to another one of Seth Godin's as well. Uh, just a great, great combination of things to really kind of think about, like, what does it mean to 
to make something and, and get your ideas flowing. Uh, and, uh, and it really, it really helped me out. And, and a lot of those philosophies are basically my day-to-day philosophies now. So, so Mike, how does someone reach, reach out to you that, that would like to get a hold of you, follow up with this? Well, I'm on Twitter at Sorgatron is, uh, where I pretty much live on all day, uh, every day. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, you can hit up any of the sites, uh, Sorgatron.com. MikeSorg.com is like my personal thing that just links out to everything. And, uh, and, uh, SorgatronMedia.com, SidekickMedia.com, there's the contact forums on all of those sites in some manner or form or email or, or whatever the case may be. Um, I, I, pay, I keep an eye out for messages on all those. So, uh, so yeah. Great. Well, Mike, I really appreciate you taking the time to share all this with us today. You've got, you really have some great insights into leveraging, um, a whole set of technology that, um, a lot of people probably are scared of, I would think. And, um, I think you've made it seem a little more, a little less scary for us. Certainly. It's a, just pick one thing. Just pick one thing, start with it. You know, pick your Twitter, pick your Facebook, and just start diving into it. You don't have to be everywhere right now. Great. Well, thanks so much, and have a great day. Have a question for Steve? Tweet him now at Harness the Web or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Harness the Web. Thanks so much for listening to Harness the Web with your host, Steve Peck. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit HarnessTheWeb.net. We'll see you next time.